Hey, hey, my friend. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you're here. Or if you are new, my name is Devani. I am so grateful that you are here. So I just want to take a second and celebrate something with you because you are literally the person that makes this possible. So last week, we hit on the podcast this last week, we hit our all-time weekly download high, which was 2,000 downloads in one week. And so I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you for being here, for being a part of this community, for listening, for sharing with friends, for leaving reviews if you have done so. I just appreciate you so, so much. This feels so big and it has just been blowing my mind recently seeing the growth in the podcast and just seeing this community grow, seeing my coaching programs grow. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you deeply. And what we're going to be talking about today is we are going to be talking about, of course, waking up to your worth, right? Which is our series all month. But what we are going to be talking about today specifically is going to be a little bit about people pleasing, a little bit about comparison with the overarching purpose being shifting your perspective, allowing yourself to see things differently, to see things from a new perspective, to see yourself through a new perspective in service of really becoming more aware of your worth and really stepping into that next level of self-worth, that next level of knowing that you are enough. So I'm so excited to dive in with you, but really quick, before we do that, I want to just share with you a really cool way that we can work together coming up soon. Hey friend, are you ready to start genuinely feeling more worthy and truly knowing that you are enough just as you are? You don't need to be anyone else. You are enough just as you are. I remember struggling so much with my daily routines, just not showing up consistently, with not speaking up, not sharing my ideas openly with the people around me, just kind of taking a back seat, keeping quiet, keeping small. Imagine if you were able to start genuinely knowing that right here in this moment, you are enough just as you are. Imagine starting to show up in your daily routines as the version of you who deeply knows that she is worthy and deserving and valuable and deserves every good thing, right? Imagine showing up in your day-to-day, in your routines, in your work, moving towards your goals, in your relationships, showing up as that version of you who knows she is worthy and enough, what would you be doing differently? This is exactly why I created Wake Up To Your Worth, which is a one week group intensive where we're gonna be diving deep into helping you stand in your enoughness to know that you are worthy. You're gonna get to explore and really identify limiting beliefs around your self-worth that are holding you back And you're going to learn practical mental wellness tools, body-based tools to help you really break free from these limiting patterns and to really start stepping into this you who knows that she is enough. 
this you who knows that she has so much value to give. Her ideas are worth hearing. Her feelings are deserving of being heard and seen. She deserves to speak up. She knows that her ideas are so valuable. She knows that she has so much to share. And she does that because she knows that that is true. You're going to walk away with a self-worth building toolkit, some of my favorite psychology-backed tools to really help you start stepping into your worth, to really help you start knowing that you are enough and showing up that way in your life. Okay, so if you are ready to start truly knowing that you are enough just as you are and to start showing up in the world with more confidence, making moves towards your goals, showing up for those daily routines, join me, my friend. Presale pricing is active through March 18th and then it's going to rise up to the standard price. Head to freeandwell.org intensive to save your spot. I hope to see you in there. Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the free and well podcast. I am so glad you're here. Are you ready to start growing your confidence and knowing that you are enough? Are you ready to stop being so hard on yourself, second guessing yourself and putting off those amazing goals you have? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and a dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I'm on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology-based tools to help you start being kinder to yourself, start creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and start setting healthy boundaries. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and your inner critic. You are worthy and enough just as you are today. And even though I'm a therapist, This show is for educational purposes only. Information from this show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. All right, my friend, it is your time. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. Okay, my friend, so let's go ahead and dive on in. I first want to start just by acknowledging and having us take a second and pause and really reflect on if I was to think about where I spend a lot of my mental energy throughout the day, where is that? If I was to describe my general mindset, my general perspective about myself, about life throughout the day, What would be some words that I would use to describe that? Kind of reflecting on what that looks like for you. And I want us to get really, really radically honest with ourselves about what we are focusing our energy and attention on. Because I think that we spend so much of our time, it's so easy for us to spend so much of our time focusing on our weaknesses focusing on our flaws, focusing on that one mistake that we made at work today, right? What we could have done better, what we could have done more of, all of the ways that we are falling short and all of the areas for improvement 
right? Some other things that I think we can focus on a lot are where we feel we should be. Where we feel we should be. What we feel our life should look like at this point, right? We see all of those cute pics online, on Instagram, when we're scrolling, right? Whether it's engagement shoots, whether it's maternity shoots, whether it's whatever it is, like we all have those things that we thought maybe we're going to have happened by now or that we feel should have happened by now, right? It's like this expectation of what we hoped our life would look like, what we thought life would look like, what we think life should look like, whether it's things that we genuinely want for ourselves, or it could just be things that our culture placed upon us and that society pushes on us, that we should be able to do this by this time, right? I've talked with so many friends about, you know, when we're younger and it was a very different time, <laughs> like what we thought our lives would look like at 30, right? What we thought we would have accomplished, what we thought our life would look like. And it doesn't always pan out how we think it is, right? When we're young and, right, it does not always pan out that way. (laughs) Whether it's the real estate market, whether it's, right, like whatever it is, sometimes life does not. And this is something that's been coming up in a lot of different conversations I've been having, right? Is this idea of what I thought life would look like especially these timelines. So by this age, by this point in my life, I thought I would have A, B, and C, right? So whether it's what we could have done better, where we need to improve, what we need to do more, what we need to learn and do differently, and this can even be related to our healing journey, right? I've totally caught myself in this moment of getting so caught up in all the things that I want to learn and grow in and work on that I have definitely come to that place where it's like it it becomes so heavy and it, it becomes a barrier to you really acknowledging, appreciating, and being content with where you are right now with all of the amazing things that you have worked through already and with where you're at in life currently, in this moment, who you are, where you are, what you have going on, right? It it steals that joy from us. It's a barrier when we let it become what we are focusing so much of our energy and attention on. So we get really hyper-focused on these things. And I want you to, let's be radically honest with ourselves. Maybe take a second and jot down. Are there a couple of specific things that as I've been sharing are coming up for you? that you genuinely feel maybe you've been fixating on or hyper-focusing on that are getting in your way of you being present and enjoying and appreciating where you are right now? Is it the things you feel you should be doing more of? Is it a timeline? Is it a comparison? Is it some form of, you know, people pleasing or wanting to do more for others, wanting to be able to say yes to all the things? Or maybe you tried to set that boundary and someone got really upset or hurt and that felt really difficult. What, what are the things that maybe have been taking up a lot of your energy and attention 
that aren't feeling very helpful right now, that are getting in your way of feeling appreciative with where you're at and with what you have right now. A couple more journal prompts for you here that I want to share with you before we kind of pivot into shifting this perspective is really just getting more aware of how are these things impacting you right now? How are these things impacting you right now? So the journaling prompt, I have two here. Number one, when I am focused on comparison, when I'm focused on these shoulds, whatever is relevant for you, jot that down. When I'm focused on comparison or my doubt or you know, my people pleasing or what I feel I should be doing more of or the, whatever it is. When I'm focused on those things, how do I feel? How do I feel when my mental energy is being given to these areas of quote unquote inadequacy? The areas that I am failing or feel I should be further along or better or doing more. And then the second part of this, when I'm in this space, what types of choices am I making? So this is allowing us to really get honest with ourselves. When you are giving your energy and your time to these things, how do you feel? And what types of choices are you making from this space? And these can be really fantastic questions to ask as well when we're in a space of, well, maybe this is you, okay? You're like, okay, Devani, but, but I need to grow. I need to push myself. I need to move forward. Absolutely. I am so with you. So these questions here can really help you gauge is the level is the level of how often you're thinking about these things is the heaviness of how often you're thinking about these things feeling helpful because i almost picture it like a spectrum if we were to picture this scale of zero to ten right this bar this scale right in front of you and if we can imagine If we can imagine that zero is, I don't care about these things at all. I don't care about the timelines. I don't care about the shoulds. I don't care about, you know, whatever it is. 10 is 100%. That is all I give my attention to are maybe the mistakes that I've made, where I feel like I should be, how I feel like I should be further along, right? I mean, I haven't gotten to a place in my life where I'm at a zero, (laughs) right? Like we're human, I'm human. And so... What I want us to start getting curious about is if we're thinking about, okay, what level are you at and how does that feel for you? What level are you at? How much time, how much energy, how much mental space are you giving to these things? And how is that impacting you? Is that feeling helpful? Is that feeling helpful? And the last thing I want to say about this here is especially in the realm of quote unquote, the work in the realm of healing and personal growth, it can get to a place. And again, I have been here where it becomes so much of a hyper-focused thing that I'm giving so much of my energy where it's not 
sometimes it can turn from being this fun, exciting, growth-oriented thing into something that feels really heavy, something that we feel like we have to do, something that we have to check the boxes off. And for me, that doesn't feel helpful, right? When I get to a place of I'm trying to cram 50 different things into my morning routine because I learned them from different articles (laughs) or different people or, right, like all of these things, that no longer feels helpful. That no longer feels helpful or healthy for me. And so it's amazing to be able to continually ask ourselves these questions literally in any area of life. Right? So circling back to this idea of how much am I focusing on my mistakes, on my shortcomings, on the comparison, on the shoulds, how much am I focusing on those? How does this level feel for me? How do I feel in the day to day with this being kind of where I'm at? And what types of choices am I making from this space? Because when I'm in that space where something feels really, really heavy, when I'm focusing so much of my energy on, I should be here, I should have accomplished this already, that feels heavy. And then I will tell you that my nervous system moves into a fight or flight state where then I feel anxious, I feel frantic, I don't feel like I have enough time to do anything. And I'm going to share about this on an upcoming um, episode, but Just to briefly share, the nervous system state that you are in impacts the story that you are hearing. So the nervous system state that you are in, whether you are in fight or flight, your window of tolerance, or your freeze mode, determines the stories that your mind is telling you, determines the narratives and the thoughts that are coming up for you. So when I am in this, focusing on where I should be, the comparison, the timelines, all of those things. I just want you to see the whole picture of this. When I'm focusing so much of my energy on those things, not some of my energy, but so much, right? When I'm focusing so much of my energy on those things, it sends me up into this fight or flight state where I'm feeling anxious. I feel frantic, shallow breathing. Maybe I'm feeling sweaty. Maybe I've got some stomach cramps going on. My mind's racing. I'm not having like great creative ideas. I don't feel grounded, right? That's impacting how I'm feeling in the day-to-day, right? I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed. I feel frantic. And then what types of choices am I making from this place? Frantic, cray-cray, not helpful, very short-term focused, right? It feels like you're putting out fire. I mean, for me, I'm like, it feels like I'm trying to put out fires left and right versus coming from this very grounded place of, yes, I acknowledge that I make mistakes. I acknowledge that I have a lot of growth to experience. However, I'm balancing it. I'm not allowing it to, to get to this heavy place where it's taking up all of my brain space. I'm not focusing on those things all the time. You know, I'm not, I'm not focused on how I disappointed that person when I honestly shared my feelings or how I want to say yes to everything all the time or how I should have reworded that because maybe it sounded kind of aggressive or, you know, the email or whatever, right? Or how that social interaction went that felt, you know, 
right? Kind of playing that over and over in my head. I'm not doing those 100% of the time. I've scaled that back to a healthier place, right? So I can spend more of my day in my window of tolerance, feeling grounded, feeling more centered, feeling more connected and calm, right? So I just wanted to share that to really, really share that full circle, that full circle of asking the question, how much of my time am I spending focusing on the weaknesses, focusing on my mistakes, focusing on all of that? How am I feeling when I'm doing that? And what types of choices am I making when I'm in that headspace? Okay. Okay. So that is part one. That is part one. Take a second. Notice what's standing out to you. Take a second. That was a lot. Maybe you take a breath, a nice slow breath in through the nose, breathing out through the belly. Really noticing what's standing out to you here. Just taking a second to let some of that integrate and land. Okay. Now what we're going to do is move into these two different, I have two steps here. Two different steps to shifting your perspective. And again, if we come back to this idea of the spectrum, if you feel like, okay, okay, Dev, I'm at like an eight out of 10, eight out of 10, I genuinely feel like 80% of the day I'm doubting myself. I'm second guessing. I'm like overthinking about that conversation I had with my coworker, like 80%, right? And so what I want us to imagine is what if we were just to scale that down to a 70%? Okay, just down to a 70%, what would look a little different? What would we be doing differently? Okay, what would we be doing differently? What I want us to move towards here as we're moving into these two steps is focusing less of our energy on the shoulds, less of our energy on the shortcomings, on the mistakes, on your humanness really is what it is. And focusing more on how God sees you. Focusing more on your goodness. Focusing more on your gifts. Focusing on your strengths. The things that you are here to share in the world your love, your compassion, your creativity. Focusing more on those things. Okay? And again, because if we think about how do we feel when we are focusing more on those things? For me, when I am focusing more of my energy on you know, feeling supported with my nervous system, creating safety with my nervous system and in my body, when I'm focusing on how God sees me in a moment where maybe I did mess up and I definitely can do better next time, right? But I find myself moving into this really critical space and I'm ruminating and I'm overthinking, focusing on how God sees me, focusing on God's forgiveness and God's mercy and grace Right? Receiving from that 
and shifting from focusing on kind of this dark, heavy space, this energy into how God sees you, your goodness, your strengths, your gifts, all of these amazing things. And we are not doing this to ignore where we can grow and where we can improve. Okay. We are doing this because, (laughs) because I can imagine my friend and please email me, DM me. If you want to correct me here, (laughs) I am open. I'm here for it. But what I can imagine is that many of you spend time in the, what could I do better next time, right? You're already hanging out there, which is amazing. That's the constructive space. But then what happens is then it can turn when we hang out there too long or when we hang out in this space and it turns into more of a judgment, a criticism that is no longer constructive for us, right? We are absolutely called and it is absolutely helpful and healthy after we do something and we're like, oh, that's not sitting right. Okay, what can I do better next time? How can I do this better in a healthier way? next time. Reflect. Be honest with yourself. Take accountability. But then what often happens after that is that we hang out in that space and then it can turn into, if we if we linger there and if we let some criticism and judgment come in, it turns into an unhealthy. Like it's no longer constructive, right? It's no longer constructive. Now we're just judging ourselves, ruminating, overthinking. We're in the rabbit holes. There's some shame. There's guilt, right? None of that is healthy or helpful, right? So I just wanted to be very clear that I am absolutely, absolutely all here for let's reflect. How can we do this better? How can we learn? How can we grow, right? And also learning to notice Where is this feeling constructive and healthy, this reflection? And then when is it starting to turn into, okay, now I'm just going into the rabbit holes. Now I'm judging, I'm criticizing, there's shame, there's guilt, right? Building that muscle is huge, 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 huge. Okay. Okay, so step number one. Step number one is just to start noticing when these things are happening. So starting to even just notice when you're moving from this constructive space of self-reflection and accountability into judgment and criticism. And this can sound like, and maybe you want to write these down to come back to, this can sound like literally inserting the phrase, I'm noticing. Okay, I'm noticing that this is turning into some critical self-talk. I'm noticing some criticism. I'm noticing some judgment. I'm noticing some guilt. Starting to notice and name what is happening. Noticing the types of thoughts that are starting to come up or the feelings that are coming up and naming them. Okay, because, because this pulls us out of the weeds, pulls us out of the thoughts and allows us to see them from a distance. 
it gives us some space between us and the thoughts. So instead of us being in them, being in the weeds, in the thoughts, entangled with them, we are now, we've taken a couple steps back and we are noticing them. Okay? We are noticing them. So again, that could sound like I'm noticing, I'm noticing some judgment here. I'm noticing some critical thoughts. I'm noticing this doesn't feel helpful. Right? Naming those. Naming those. Okay. Step number two. Step number two is then once we have noticed what's happening, taken a step back from the situation, then stepping into another perspective. Stepping into another perspective. So number one could be, how might God see this here? How might God see this situation? What might God say to me here? What might God say to me here? I have some Bible verses that I am going to share and a couple cool quotes that I am going to share with you in just a couple minutes that may be supportive for this. But asking yourself, how would God see this situation? Or what might he say to me about this? Okay. Another possible perspective to shift into, asking yourself, what would one, like someone who loves me so much, what would they tell me in this moment? How would they encourage me here? And then number three, we're going to flip that one and ask, what would I tell a friend here? What would I tell one of my closest friends whom I love? What would I tell them here in this moment? Okay. Okay. So really honing in on the fact that we get to choose what we are focusing our energy on. You get to choose where your mind is focusing, what your mind is focusing on, the perspective that you are taking. And I almost like to picture here a pair of glasses, right? And imagining that in this moment, if you're noticing that you're wearing a judgmental pair of glasses, you take those glasses off and you put on the the God glasses, right? And asking God to tell you, how would you see this? How would you see this, God? Show me. Help me see this through your eyes. Help me see this through your eyes here. Or maybe you put on a loved one's glasses to see this situation from a loved one, a loved one's perspective. So we get to choose what we focus our energy on, where your mind is focused, where your heart is focused and spending time on. And a visual that comes up for me so often is it's this visual of us imagining that you are looking straight ahead at this huge mountain. You're looking at the mountain. Maybe there's some valleys, some mountains, some peaks, some right? Like there's all of this terrain, this journey ahead of you. And you're like, what the fuck? Right? Like you're like, ah, okay. <laughs> and what I continually am working on and practicing And mind you, I said continually, this is not something that I have like mastered. This is a continuous practice because we're human (laughs) is instead of focusing so much on the mountains, the valleys, all of this terrain in front of you, shifting your eyes up, shifting your eyes up on 
what is God doing here? What good is he possibly going to bring through this? What am I possibly going to learn through this? Focusing on his promises, focusing on his goodness, his faithfulness, how he sees you. Focusing less on the beliefs that we formed about ourselves, right? Focusing less on the comparison, on the doubt, on the overthinking, on all the things that we could be doing better. Lifting our eyes up and focusing on the good. Focusing on what is good and pure and righteous. Focusing on the things that actually are fruitful for you. Focusing our mind and our heart, giving more energy and more space for us to focus on what is good, planting these seeds, focusing on what is actually going to bear fruit, right? Because I ask you, like, I'll, I'll ask, like, when we are focused so much on how we feel like we should be further, on all the things that we could be doing better, on how we messed up on that thing, when we focus on that, is that bearing fruit? right? And sometimes we just want to sit in it. Sometimes we just want to sit in the stuff. (laughs) want to sit in the sh, (laughs) right? We want to sit in it. And let's be honest with ourselves. Sometimes we want to do that, but I want you to ask yourself, is this bearing fruit, right? And this whole episode is literally just about helping you focus your attention more on the things that are going to bear fruit, the things that are good and pure and righteous and helpful for you and healthy for you and that help you feel well that help you feel grounded safe right because i don't mean feel good and like a feel like a oh we just want to feel good all the time but things that genuinely feel helpful in you moving forward and taking the steps in your life that you really want to take right okay So my friend, I'm going to share with you a couple of quotes and Bible verses to wrap us up here. This episode is longer than normal. This was a juicy one. This was so juicy. Okay. So a couple of quotes and Bible verses to leave you with. Okay. 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 Quote number one, your crown has been bought and paid for. Put it on your head and wear it by Maya Angelou. Your crown has been bought and paid for. Put it on your head and wear it. Mm. Okay. Jeremiah 17.7 So this is the amplified version. Blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is the Lord. For he will be nourished like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear the heat when it comes, but its leaves will be green and moist and it will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought, nor stop bearing fruit okay the next one here Luke 
12, 28 through 31. This is the Passion Translation. If God can clothe the fields and meadows with grass and flowers, can he not clothe you as well? Oh, struggling one with so many doubts. I repeat, don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. People everywhere seem to be seem to worry about making a living, but your heavenly Father knows your every need and will take care of you. I'm going to repeat that last part one more time. Your heavenly Father knows your every need and will take care of you as you passionately seek his kingdom above all else he will supply your needs so my friend today what i want to leave you with is just to know deeply to know deeply that you are so cared for you are loved you are worthy you are deserving literally the creator who created every mountain, every valley, every beautiful thing in this world, created you and cares about you, cares about every intimate detail of your life, cares about your feelings, cares about your thoughts, cares about what you have going on, what you want, what you're desiring, what you're dreaming of. He cares about all of it. All of it. Okay? And we get to choose what do you want to focus your energy on and just start building these muscles when your mind wants to take you to what you could be doing better, what you could be doing more of. Start noticing that, right? I'm noticing some shoulds. I'm noticing some comparison. Start noticing that and then shifting your mind shifting your thoughts onto what does God say about me? What does God say about this? How might he see this? How can I take a bigger perspective on this? What might a more loving, compassionate approach look like here? What would I tell a friend here? What thoughts, beliefs do I want to focus my energy and my attention on that are going to bear the most fruit in my life? Fruits of love and goodness and peace and confidence and boldness and honesty and connection and creativity, abundance, wholeness. What can I focus on that is going to bear the most fruit in my life? which then is going to pour out to all the people around you. Okay, my beautiful friend, I appreciate you deeply. I appreciate you deeply. I hope you enjoyed this. Please share this with a friend who you feel might love this episode. I would appreciate it so, so much. Yeah, share this with a friend or leave a review if you feel led. I appreciate you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day.